Em, can you believe we are in our third season of Interview Boss? Not really. It's crazy. But that means there are over 90 episodes we've made. (gasps) Oh my God. Scrolling through all of our episode titles, you might miss an episode that actually is exactly what you're looking for. Yes, we get so many messages of people asking us to do an episode on something and we're like, we already have. So we've put together playlists to help you find the episodes that are best suited to you. If you're applying for jobs, we have episodes about resumes, cover letters and job ads. If you've been offered your dream job, we have episodes on resigning, exit interviews and how to impress at your new company. Yes, and we even have a playlist for if you have an interview like tomorrow and you need just our most recommended episodes, just the ones you really need between now and then. Exactly. It is all there for you. You can browse by category. Check out the playlist at www.interviewboss.com.au forward slash podcast. Trying to figure out what her transferable skills are. I don't know you, but girl, you have so many. I know you do. Like she could write down a list of the things she used to do in her old job and then name the skill that that is and sort of work that way. Hey everyone and welcome back to Interview Boss. My name's Emma, I'm a third year journalism student who's teamed up with my sister to give you advice, inspiration and support when you're looking for a new job. Sarah is a HR and recruitment professional and together we're excited to give you guys all the tips, tricks and behind the scenes knowledge to help you in your career. Hey everyone and hello Em. We're back this week after a little week break. You might be able to hear it a bit in my voice. I've had a terrible cold and you did not want to hear what I sounded like last week. But we're back. And this week, we thought we'd answer some of your questions. Um, So we sent out a question box on our Instagram page at Interview Boss. Um, We also receive them via the Facebook group when you guys um, join us and you can even send them if you like at hello at interviewboss.com.au. Awesome. So getting straight into it, we've picked three really good ones um, from our our responses that we got. So starting off, we got this one from Instagram. This was a really good one, really specific one. So she says, I've been made redundant. I'm on maternity leave and I'm having to reskill to get a job. I used to work in higher education, but I haven't interviewed for a role in five years and my confidence is so low. I'm really finding it hard to figure out what my transferable skills are. Wow. What a situation, right? To be made redundant while you're on mat leave or to have those two things kind of come up together. There's a lots of kind of life changes happening at once, right? So my heart really goes out to her. Probably a regular occurrence though. Like that sucks, but that I'm sure there's many people that have that's happened to before. Yeah, absolutely. I've I've seen it happen before as well. So the first thing I would say is in terms of, you know, confidence in going for an interview, um, listen to this podcast, put us in your ears. The more knowledge that you have, um, the more confident that you're going to feel because something will come up in your job search process and you'll go, oh, I heard about this. The girls taught me what to do in this situation. So I think that's always something um, helpful that you can do. Um, In terms of looking at your transferable skills and and kind of reskilling to get a job, um, that's a really tough thing to go through. And, um, you know, you're starting to think, okay, I can't get that same job that I got before. Um, What is it that I I even want to do? You know, you might need to go back and do some training. It, It feels like there are infinite opportunities and 
somehow that's kind of even scarier um, than there being only a few because it's like you could do anything, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a bit like leaving school. So many, so many choices. It's hard to know what the right decision is going to be. Yeah. So something practical, I think, um, that this person could do is to actually pull up, um, seek and, and have a look at jobs that are actually open. I just go searching in different categories, filter by different salaries, locations, look in your actual location at jobs that are actually open right now. You don't have to be going for them straight away or applying for them anytime soon. But here's something that I, you know, it's a trick that I really like to use. Um, because once you start reading job ads, you can start imagining that job and thinking, is that something that I'd like to do? And you can get a real sense from that by starting to read things. You know, you might read through it and go, oh, that sounds boring. Oh, that sounds, you know, too stressful. Oh, I don't like the sound of that. But you might find something that you really do like. And then what you're what the next step is, you scroll down to the bottom and they'll normally have a set of requirements for that job. You know, they're looking for someone with X amount of years experience. They're looking for someone with, you know, this kind of qualification or, you know, experience in Photoshop or Excel or whatever that might be. And you can actually start to work out what's the gap between what I can do at the moment and what this job that I might want to go for in the future is asking me for. And the more jobs that you look at that are actually available and out there, the more of an idea you'll get um, of what you should do next. And for example, if you start finding, you know, that you'd really like to go for, you know, aged care jobs, you're really liking the sound of those, you might start to see, okay, seems like every single one of them is asking for a cert three in aged care, or it might be, you know, in uh, a marketing role, they're all looking for experience, um, in, in Excel or experience in, you know, particular systems that you might need to, to get access to or qualifications in, in a particular area. Um, and then you can start looking at, okay, how do I get those skills? Is that a course that I need to do? Can I do that while I'm on mat leave um, and study at the same time? You could even, you know, look at getting experience um, in a lower level role than the one that you really want to eventually take that experience and go for that one that you liked in the end. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think in terms of two, she said here, um, trying to figure out what her transferable skills are. I don't know you, but girl, you have so many. I know you do. Like she could write down a list of the things she used to do in her old job and then name the skill that that is and sort of work that way. Yeah. Work out what she has and then link link that to the job descriptions that people say, these skills like match them up yeah absolutely it's almost like our episode about preparing for an interview kind of coming up with those little examples and those stories what were the projects that you worked on what were the things that you had to do on a daily basis if you've got your old position description go through that that's a great um resource that you can use as a bit of a a jumping off point and yeah work out what are the skills you know organization project management um communication, collaboration, a lot of those things are fairly generic. A lot of the systems that you used as well, um, you know, Outlook, Office, you know, all those kinds of things, really, really common in a lot of different jobs. I'd also consider too, this is a a handy one, um, can you go for a job that's the the kind of job that you want to do but that might be still in the industry that you were in before so that there's some kind of commonality. Um, I think we've kind of mentioned this before, but 
if you were say, um, you know, she said she was in, in higher education and maybe she wants to go for, you know, a role in, yeah, let's say marketing or HR as an example. Um, can you go for those types of roles in some other educational context, um, like a school or a childcare centre or a childcare company um, where there's some correlation still with education? Um, and that way it'll help you kind of link up, hey, this is why I'm passionate about this. It's relevant to what I used to do. It's in the same sector. And sometimes employers will really, you know, like that you've got some kind of industry experience and can, you know, add you that little bit of extra, um, you know, points above someone else. So now we have question number two. This one came in from our Facebook group. We have, when should I tell my job I'm leaving? I feel like we touched on in one of our other episodes about um, like, do you have to tell your employer that you're actively job seeking, blah, blah, blah. We've sort of covered that, but we haven't really covered, yeah, when you should tell them you're leaving. Like you've been offered a job, you've accepted the job. What time frame? like if it's a lovely workplace that you really like, do you want to be giving them lots of heads up or it doesn't matter how you feel about the place, you only have to give the bare minimum of what's in your contract? Like where do you sit on this spectrum? Mm, good question. Um, I even, even if you have a really great relationship with them, I would be very, very careful about telling someone that you're resigning or leaving until you've signed a contract with your new job. Um so many times I've seen it where some someone's been made an offer it could have been a verbal it could have even been an email and they resign and then something happens with that offer it gets changed it gets um, you know downgraded it gets pushed out their start date gets changed um, meanwhile the job that you're currently at has already started hiring or they've promoted someone um, or they've just changed the way that they think about you they no, now know that you're leaving and even if you say oh actually you know I want to stay for another month um, you know, things aren't really going to be the same. So I would say wait until you've got a contract signed um, to tell them that you've resigned. Um, then once you do resign, I think you want to do that in a really professional way. Um, so in person with your boss, if you can, um, otherwise kind of over the phone or, or via a kind of video chat, um, if that's how you, you um, normally communicate. And then I'd follow up in, in an email just saying, Hey, you know, boss, thanks for the chat. Just confirming um, I've accepted a role with um, another company and I'm putting in my notice, my final day will be X. Um, and that notice needs to be as per your contract. So normally that's kind of two weeks, four weeks, um, it could be longer, it could be shorter. Um, you can ask an employer, you know, can I leave sooner? They need me in a week. Is that possible? Um, I've done that before. I've also been on the other side where people have asked me if that's okay. Um, normally my advice when I'm on the employer side and someone says, oh, you know, can I leave three weeks instead of my full four? Um, I kind of say to the manager, look, do you want to force them to be here when they don't want to be here? Like how helpful are they going to really be mm. if they don't want to be here? You know, that's they're true. not really going to be focused and, and on the ball. But having said that, and I've – um. I've been argued with this in the past. Um, an employer can, depending on your contract, withhold money from your final pay if you don't give the right amount of notice. Your contract, Ooh. it's a legally binding document and you are required to give the amount of notice as in your contract. And there are things that they can do if you don't follow that. 
I will say I've never actually seen anyone do that. I've never seen an employer actually withhold money from someone because they've left earlier than their notice. But it's it's worth keeping in mind, right? Like you don't want to really upset them and think there's don't nothing to take can any do. chances. Yeah. So I would say most most companies will let you go earlier if you ask them. But you know, if you want to give um, you know more notice than you have to, you can. But I, f- I feel like you normally end up regretting that because you get to three weeks in and you go, oh, I just want to be gone. Yeah. <laughs> this handover is taking ages. Yeah. Um, also with your new job, you're in such a position of power. Like they want you um, and they might ask you to start, you know, we want you soon, Emma. You know, is there any way that you can start any earlier? You might think, oh, what am I going to do? They want me to start earlier. And you might. You have the power. No, babes. You no. absolutely have the power. You can just be like, look, sorry, you know, I I really want to make sure that, um, you know, I give the right amount of notice as per my contract. So it will be, you know, four weeks before I can start or even better. Look, you know, it's really important to me that I take some time off in between. So I'm going to need, you know, three weeks before I start. You have the power at that point. They're not going to suddenly mm. be like, oh, we don't want you anymore. They've come all that way. <laughs> They're not going to change their ask, minds. Yeah, you can ask for the start date that you want. Um, don't feel pressured by either side. Hey, Job Hunters, big news. Our all-new course, Interview Academy, is live and ready to transform your interview game. It's all the strategies from Sarah's one-on-one coaching, but without the limited time slots. Yep, it takes you step-by-step-by-step through crafting your career story, coming up with your awesome best bits, and all the practice you need. And guess what? It's at a special launch price, never to be seen again. Get more information at interviewboss.com.au forward slash interview dash academy. It's linked in the show notes below. Yeah, I got pressured in my first job when I moved up here. I had um, got a restaurant job lined up for me. I was very grateful that I moved and didn't have to job hunt. That was great. But they wanted me to start the Monday of O-Week and I was like babe I'm a new uni student like I need a week I need to meet friends I've just moved three and a half hours away but I felt so awkward saying like "Mm, I just really want a week because I just want to I've just moved here and I just need to fit in and I don't even know where Coles is and I just there and then now I look back and I'm like what the fuck Emma if that was me now I'd been like no no, I'll work work in two weeks no I didn't but I ended up saying all of that but I was just a nervous mess so stressed that they were going to be like oh this is unacceptable that you would need time so stand your ground they start are, when you want to start about you know what they're just thinking about what's easiest for them it's going to be easiest yeah. for them if you can just do their empty shift that'd be great yeah but it, it it's not the end of the world they want you long term more than they want you for that one week instantly right? like yeah they're going to be thinking about, we need her for the next year. We're not worried about like next week. Um, so yeah, you absolutely have the power. Um, I mean, look, be reasonable. You don't want to make them regret their decision instantly. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you don't feel pressured into doing exactly what they ask. Awesome. Now coming in to our final question we had, this one also came in from the Facebook group. We have, how do I go for a job that's a step up and not just a lateral move? This one's a bit of a tricky one and um, I see people get kind of stuck with this a lot um, because it's hard to apply for a job, you know, 
when they're asking for someone who's already done that job before. And that's what I would say um, is that your the job that you apply for matters. Be be picky with which mm. ones you actually apply for. Not every job is going to be open to taking someone who is stepping up. That might be really harsh or or a bit blunt, but it is what it is. True. Some jobs, yeah, some jobs are going to be like, look, we've got a really junior team. We've got a lot of problems. We really need someone who's been there, knows done that, their shit, who can help us. Yeah, who can really help us kind of do this. Um, and they're just not going to be interested in someone who, you know, they're taking a bit of a chance on, they're in a bit of a growth role. Um, so try and work that out from the job ads. You can normally see by the way they've written it. Um, you can sometimes get a hint from the experience that they're asking for as well. Um, if you're not sure, yeah, obviously you can just apply and kind of see if you get a chance to, to ask more information about the role or what they're looking for. So um, I think, I think the I'd, key here is to have some common sense if you if they're asking for three years experience and you have one or two it's a bit like oh I'm nearly there but if mm. they're like you know has a degree has worked here and you have done nothing like that like probably not worth it yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and I, I would also think you know if you're um if you're looking for that step up can you go up but not all the way up to the next level so let's say that you're, um, you know, in a team and you want to go into your first management role or you're managing like a really small team and you want to manage a bigger team and have more responsibility. You might be in a really large company. You might be managing, say, two or three people and you want to go into a step up with bigger responsibility. Maybe you go for a smaller company so that you will have the responsibility. Maybe you've got the same amount of team, but you could get the job title that you're after. And then you can think, okay, the job after that, after another couple of years, is then when I can go up again, you know, with the bigger right, team. small bites. Because I've already had that job you title. You don't have to conquer yeah, it all Yeah, you once. kind of... You kind of break down, um, you could use the strategy we talked about for, for question number one. Um, have a look at the job that you want eventually in, say, five, five, six years. Look at the job ads. What are they asking for? And what's the gap between what you already have and that job that you really, really want? And then find out what's the job that's going to fit in the middle. Kind of like, um, you know, a stepping stone job that you can use. It might be um, yeah, a smaller company, it might be um, a bit of a different industry. Work out how you can use what you've got to, to add some more kind of dot points on your career to get that other one long term. The other thing here is never underestimate how much easier a step up is to make in the company that you're already in. Yeah. They know you already. They know you. They're, They're likely so to give you a shot. To promote you. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas you're going to a new company, they don't know you, they can't vouch for you and then they're thinking, oh, and they're ballsy enough to be wanting more than what they're equipped for. Like, yeah, internally is the way to go. Yeah, exactly. You're an unknown person and you're also taking a step up, you know. It, it can be hard. So um, look at opportunities to, to grow where you are. Um, I find sometimes people, they want the step up because they want you know, the salary and career wise as well. They want to make that move. Sometimes you've got to go for get the experience first. You can convert it into salary later, but you can't get both at once straight away. So yeah. in your current job, they might give you, you know, 
an unofficial kind of 2IC job. Um, they might give you a, a project that's, you know, a bit of a stretch project. You're not necessarily going to get any more money or any new title or anything like that for doing that. Um, but they'll trust you to do it. And those things, that, stories you can tell will then help you go for that next job. So we've got an episode all about internal vacancies. That might be a helpful one as well. Um, a lot of this comes down to your internal reputation in a company um, and making sure that the people that know you are going to advocate for you to get, you know, a, an opportunity to step up. Um, and then, you know, if you don't want to stay in that company long, long term, take the step up, do it for a year and then work out what's next somewhere else. It's going to be so much easier once you've already got that title and you've already ticked that box a little bit. Baby steps for sure. Awesome. Well, that wraps up our little ep there. We've been through three really good questions. Thanks so much to the listeners that sent those in. And everyone, please continue to hit us up on Instagram at Interview Boss. Join our Facebook group, Interview Boss, or email hello at interviewboss.com.au. We love to hear what you think. We love to answer. And it gives us, yeah, we want to we wanna create what you want to hear. Yeah, we'll do other Q&A episodes, um, the more questions that we get. So send them in. We'll be back in your ears next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Interview Boss. If you want to hear more from us, make sure you hit subscribe. We're a new podcast, so if you liked this episode, we'd really appreciate it if you could give us a review so we can help even more people. For more advice, inspiration, and a supportive community, join us in the Interview Boss Facebook group. your job search besties and helped you in some way there's a cool way you can support the show shout us a virtual coffee we get a huge kick out of reading all of your success stories head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash interview boss and shout us a cuppa if you keep us caffeinated we can keep the content coming